Welcome, ladies, to North Metro Women's Ministry Podcast, The Well, a place where women meet Jesus. The Well is a place where women tell their story and how Jesus changed their lives. Thank you for joining us for this special conversation. I'm Mary Cox, and today our podcast is with Debbie Walker. She's going to share with us a story of how God was faithful through a family trial. This trial lasted for 20 years. Well, today we're here to talk with Debbie Walker. Debbie is a dear friend of mine, and we're just so thankful she came to be with us today. She is a retired nurse. And she loves Jesus with all of her heart, and she loves to serve Him. She serves here at North Metro in many different ministries. She serves with our medical team. She serves with our choir, and even our our choir music team uh, she serves with. And she's a great leader in her life group class. So I thank you, Debbie, for being with us today. And uh, she's been with us, wow, for almost 10 years, Debbie. You've been a member of our church. And um, and we've just uh, learned to get to know you more and more each year. And I have kind of gotten to know your story over the years because we're in the same life group. So, Debbie, I thank you for being here and being... Um, just transparent with us today and talking uh, about what what your life has been like the last 18 years. And so, Debbie, tell us a little bit about you and your family, and tell us how um, you came to North Metro. Thank you for having me. So, uh, I've married to Robert. We've been married, it'll be 48 years in June. Um, we've moved five times in Gwinnett County, but uh, I'm an ex-army brat and I wanted to put down roots so we've stayed here Um, we have three children Ben's 44 Stacy is 42 and Joey is going to be 40 in August Um, they all attended Collins Hill High School we attended Shadowbrook Baptist Church while they were growing up so um, they were all baptized there they were raised in the church Um, Joey and Ben after college after uh, high school, sorry, uh, chose to go to college, and Stacy uh, chose to work. Then they all married and started families, and uh, Stacy's family, her marriage didn't last, so she moved home with Caleb. Okay, so you mm-hmm. had you had your daughter back at home with you and a new baby. Yes, she moved home with him when he was a month old. A month old. Okay, so you had some unexpected Um, navigating to do, I guess, Mm -hmm. when you had that happen in your family. Tell us a little bit about how that affected your family. So Stacy moved home with Caleb, and it kind of started a downhill spiral for her. Um, When he was two, he was diagnosed with diabetes, so that added a little more stress to our life. And I was working full-time as an operating room nurse, and a full-time wife and just now I'm raising another child but um, when both of his parents were incarcerated when he was in elementary school we knew he needed to be taken care of so we went and got legal guardianship of him Um, and with the other grandparents great support we've raised him and uh, he the way we got to to uh, here at North Metro was he attended this church every other weekend with the grandparents. Mm-hmm. And one weekend he told us he liked their church better than ours. And that's all we had to hear. So we changed churches and we've been here ever since. And it was a, a, a good move to do. 
So Caleb was responsible for you coming to North Metro. (laughs) That's right. That's great. And I know his other grandparents well, and they are, uh, they have had great support or Caleb has had great support Mm -hmm. from both sets of grandparents. Um, But you and your husband have really raised um, Caleb day to day and the day to day life. Um, What a blessing it was that he, uh, when he was diagnosed with diabetes, that you were a nurse and you were able to um, handle that situation probably better than anyone else could have. Just knowing the background of the medical field, um, being able to, to help him with that and what a blessing that was. Mm-hmm. But you were still being, uh, you know, working full time. You were being a grandmother, mother to Caleb, and then you were still being a mom to your boys and to Stacy, mm-hmm. even though she was going through really rough times. So how did you, um, how, what did you do? What? How did you communicate with Stacy? How, what was, what was it like? Well, first of all, as a mom, you want to try to fix them. And as a nurse, you want to try to fix things. That's what we did in the operating room. We fixed people and sent them on. And so I thought I should be able to fix this. But Stacy was in and out of prison, out of in and out of jail, uh, rehabs 18 times in 18 years. And I just thought if I buy enough books on drug addiction and learn everything I can about it, I, I can help her. So I did, and I think the last book I bought was Drug Addiction for Dummies. And I think, <laughs> looking back now, I think I was the dummy to think I could fix her, but I was bound and determined to try. And I thought, you know, um, when she was in jail or prison and sober and normal, Stacy, she was the best child. And it was sad to me that she thrived in prison, but as soon as she'd get out, she'd go right back to the drugs. So it was a struggle. It was embarrassing. As a mother, you are, you feel like you're ashamed. You feel like you're the only person going through this. And I hid a lot from my family. I hid a lot from people that I knew. I just would cry a lot on, in my pillow at night and then get up the next day and put a smile on my face. And I did it mainly, but I didn't want to upset Caleb, obviously, but I just felt so alone. And I, a couple of times I would go see her when she was incarcerated, but it was so hard to walk down those jail hallways and the guards looking at you like, well, what are you doing here? What did you do wrong to have a child in here? So it, I, I would pray, but I would never pray God heal her because I was a I knew healing her might be taking her to heaven. I just prayed God protect her. And then I just kept on going with my life. I felt like it was almost splitting our family. I didn't feel like her brothers and their wives loved and supported her at times. And it was okay for me to be mad at her, but I didn't want anybody else to be mad at her. I wanted her to know, even in spite of the bad things she was doing, she was loved. Yes. Yeah. So tough love and love at the same time is a hard combination to that is fix. a very hard combination, and it is hard when you feel like you're a little you were alone in that, mm-hmm. and um, and having to kind of hide behind that, uh, you know, trying to be a good mom, trying to do the tough love, but also the other responsibilities you had. Um, you had a lot of probably heavy burdens on you, mm-hmm. and so when you decided that you could not fix her. 
and you could not do um, drug addictions for dummies. Didn't help any. <laughs> I love that. Um, and I, I've told you this before because I think that's so funny because because um, you do have to laugh at some of the things so you don't cry. But um, but the drug addiction for dummies, that's how desperate we get sometimes when we don't feel like we can fix something. We go to uh, a, de- a place of desperation. Yes. And so um, even at that book, I'm sure that was a place of desperation for you to go to. Mm-hmm. So, um, But when you cannot fix her, what happened in your life to change your perspective on how to deal with what was going on in your family? So before I would let people know about what I was going through, I'd go to the altar and give her to God. And before I could get back to my seat, I'd take her right back. Oh, maybe I should call this place, or maybe I can try this natural vitamin and it'll take away her cravings. I just It was just a search and desperation mission for me. But um, one Sunday, Frank... Uh, put the uh, deacons all around the church, not just at the altar, and said to us as a congregation, if you have a prayer need, just go to one of these men and tell him what it is, and he will pray with you. So I don't remember who it was. I know where he was, but I don't remember who it was, and I just walked up to him and said, my daughter's a drug addict. And he prayed with me. And when I got home from church that Sunday, it was it was almost like a little bit of relief, and I got to thinking, if I can go up to a stranger and ask for prayers, why in the world am I not asking people who know and love me and who know and love Stacy to pray for us? So after that, I just started asking people to pray, and I know one Sunday in Life Group, I didn't ask a lot about prayers for Stacy. I felt like I was going to sound like a broken record, but I had a pretty desperate Sunday, and I was asking for prayers and started crying, and the whole... Uh, class gathered around me and put arms around me and hands on me and prayed for me and it was such a relief so I went down to the altar and I gave her to God and I did not take her back and it was the biggest relief it was like I wasn't carrying this burden alone I was sharing it I I didn't hide things from my family anymore I just let everything be out in the open if I saw people I knew that prayed if I saw people I didn't know they prayed I was asking for prayers I just thought if God hears enough maybe he will heal her just to Maybe just make me be quiet, but yeah, it was just a, it was such a relief, such a relief, just letting people know. And then it's not a shame. It's, you know, people that love you or care for you. It's a happy thing for them to be able to share your burden and pray for you. Exactly. Exactly. That's what we're, we're called to do for one another Mm -hmm. is to bear one another's burdens. And so, um, you know, when you, when you surrender everything to the Lord, there's such a peace that comes over us, and I'm sure that helped you have that peace to be able to continue to be a mom to Caleb, continue to do your job, continue to be a mom to your your other boys, and mm-hmm. even uh, to Stacy, and be a wife at the same time. Right. So um, once you under once you surrendered your life uh, or surrendered Stacy uh, to the Lord, um, give us some examples of how. God just showed up when um, you were just concerned about her, you were worried about her, and how did how did he show that, that he was still working and he was still there? And as you prayed to protect her, mm-hmm. um, how did God show you that he was protecting her? So uh, once I 
prayed to God, and I got to where I could just pray for her healing because that, to me, even if she went to heaven, it was better than the life she was living here. Her arms were covered with open sores that Band-Aids wouldn't stick to from her trying to find a vein. So I... Um, when I was in high school, my mother and I used to go to Goodwills. We called it junkin'. And <laughs> until she died, that was our therapy. We'd go out and go to a Goodwill and check out all the trash and treasures. And I was at the Goodwill one day, and there was a plaque in there, and it said, Jeremiah 29:11, for know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. So I got up to the cash register, and I put it up there, and it was an elderly black lady at the register, and she said, oh, that's one of my favorite verses, and bold me that I would have never done in the past said, oh, I'm buying this for my daughter. She's a drug addict. And there was a gentleman in line behind me, and she said, sir, this register is closed. You'll have to go to the <laughs> next one. And she came out from behind her register and grabbed my hands and prayed with me right there in the goodwill. And mm. it was so relieving. And then another time I was at a goodwill, and I hadn't, I'd go weeks and months without hearing from Stacy. I wouldn't know if she was alive or dead. At night, I'd turn my phone off because I just could not take a bad phone call at night. There was something about the nighttime that it made it worse. But um, I was sitting in the parking lot at the Goodwill, and I was crying and praying. I hadn't heard from her in weeks. And I think God just I reached my desperation point. And as I got out of the car, I heard, hey, Mama. And it was Stacy. She was right in a car right there in the same parking lot. And God just had a way of showing up at the times when I felt the most desperate that he was letting me know he was there. But the biggest God story I remember is um, I she had gone to Florida, and one night she called me. It was a phone number I didn't know, but I decided to answer it. And she said, Mom, I'm in Florida, and the girl I came down here with left me, and I don't know where I am, and I don't know uh, who this man is, but he let me use his phone, and I said, Stacy. I'm here with Caleb. I'm in Georgia. It's nighttime. I cannot help you. Find a policeman, find a hospital, find a church, and just try to get some help. And so a couple of weeks went by, and I did not know if she was alive or dead. And I was just about at my wits' end. And my best friend in the OR and her husband had gone to Florida for a long weekend, and they were getting back on the interstate. And there was a car broken down with two ladies standing out of it. And so they pulled over to help them. And one of the ladies was Stacy. Wow. Out of all those cars on mm. any road at that time and so they got her car going and prayed with her asked her if she'd come with them and she wouldn't leave her friend but she said just let my mama know i'm coming back to georgia so wow. god just showed up that is a that is a miracle it right is, there it that's, was you know you look back on things like that that doesn't just happen that's no, not doesn't. an accident that is a miracle yes. and uh, what a blessing to know that god just can do that for us and that he chooses to do that for us. And he helps us um, just grow our faith that way, that we can continue to pray with strong faith because we know he can answer that. That is, that's an awesome story. And I think the reason it took him so long to let Stacy be healed was he was telling me to trust him, strengthening my belief in him and letting me know that he's had this. He yes. had her. He knew her before I did. He loved her before I did. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, you know, I know the last two years have been quite different. So tell us a little bit about uh, the last two years. Um, 
you know, Debbie, you never gave up on Stacy. Mm-hmm. You you loved her and have continued to love her. You've prayed for her. You've not not ever left her out of your your heart. Mm-hmm. And so, um, tell us a little bit about um, uh, the last two years. What has your relationship with Stacy been like? So it's it's like I have my daughter back um, at family gatherings before all of this. I'd be there with my whole family, but mourning the one that wasn't there, which was Stacy. She, we, we had Christmas or dinners, and she was in jail. She might call, but it just wasn't the same. But now I can have my whole family there. Everybody's there. I love being with family probably more than anything else in this world, and our relationship is good. And I can have her over without her worrying about us calling the police because we know there's a warrant out for her arrest, and which we did do before. So it's sure. a it's a peaceful situation. She is thriving where she is, and God is good. Amen. That is so true. Mm-hmm. We want to talk to Stacy for just a minute and hear her perspective and would love for her to tell us what the last two years has been like for her. The last two years have been diff- different for you as well, Stacy. So I want you to tell us a little bit about what's been going on with you in the last two years and how your life has changed in the last two years. So my life has drastically changed. Um, I finally have, you know, felt that um, just I had got to a point where I knew something had to change. And if I if it wasn't up to me, it wouldn't happen. So I definitely had to surrender to the Lord and find that relationship with him that I had longing for for so long. That was that was the missing piece of it. And then um, also just finding a a long time term facility that um, was was going to be the key to what I needed. And um after getting out of detox, I, I didn't have a plan, and I felt a little nudge from the Lord saying, this isn't going to work at home. You have to find something different, and I did, and I reached out to a long-term friend who um, recommended Good Landing Recovery, and um, once I watched the initial video, I just had a really a piece over me that just knew that that's where I needed to go, and so surrendering to the Lord the first Friday night, I had the chance to. Um, at the altar by myself because I knew that was the first step into getting what I needed and then um, just really pouring into the program getting what I went for and um, just some things clicked it clicked to me that like this is it this is what I need to do and so after being there and graduating the program um, I just I, I knew that's where God had wanted me to be, and so now I'm on staff there, and I get to um, run the women's program, and it's just amazing to get to see not only my life tra- transform, but also other people's transform, and that's what brings me happiness now. So, Amen. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that total surrender. Yes. You had to make that decision to do that yourself. Correct. I couldn't ask anybody else to do it for me. I couldn't do it for my son, my mom, my family. I had to do it for myself this you, time. You had to do it for yourself. Yeah. And that's when the change came. Yes, And absolutely. God began doing great things in your life. And how awesome it is now you're helping other people work through what you have been through. Yeah. And so I know your mom, I know and your family are so proud of you. And it's just great to see. 
what God has done. Um, God's done just amazing things for both of you, Debbie and Stacy, over the years. And so I know you've experienced how how much the power of prayer is important. I know you've experienced how his faithfulness is real. And his unconditional love is always there. So tell me, um, I'm sure your relationship has changed even quite a bit in the last two years. Tell us a little bit about how it's different today. Debbie, I'm going to ask you first. So it's like I have my old Stacy back. She's my sweetest child. She's the most considerate child I have. She said it'd be my two sons that put me in the nursing home, and it'd be her that would keep me out. (laughs) So um, we just, I look forward they're coming over I don't have to hide anything anymore and the goodwills are still there waiting for us to go yeah. junking <laughs> you're still going to go junking and treasure her yes, hunting right. right that's right I just won't have to worry about finding her in the parking lot that's right <laughs> amen I love that how about you Stacy? how do you see it different with your mom um, it's, it's totally different. I know that she trusts me now. She can leave her purse around and, and not have to worry about me digging in it. Um, and we can do things that we used to do that we enjoy together. And I can't go a long period of time without seeing her. Um, just this last Sunday, I had to show up and it wasn't for anything. It was just to see her. Yes. Um, because I still have to get that fulfillment inside of me that I get to see my mom um, and know that she's there. And one thing I've always said is I've always wanted to make my parents proud because I've never felt like I've done that in life. And just knowing that they're proud of me and, and knowing that, you know, when the good Lord takes them, that they can they can go peacefully and not have to worry about me, That that's the biggest accomplishment that yes. I can make. So I'm yes. definitely... I'm, that's great, Stacy. What a blessing. Oh, my yes. goodness. And what a blessing it is for your for your parents and, mm-hmm. and the prayers that have been answered there. But what a great thing that you can have that uh, relationship that you have with your parents with your mom yes. and even and your dad and family and even with Caleb. Yes. And yep. what a blessing that is. And Caleb is tell us a little bit about Caleb real quick. Caleb, uh, that is my baby. <laughs> he would kill me if he heard me say this, but um he is my joy, pride and joy. Like I there's nothing in this world I won't do for him. And um he knows that. But um, he is just a totally different relationship. He's the reason I ran to rehab, um, just because I was able to sit in the destruction that I'd caused him. But I can tell you, like, God is so good. I had prayed so much about me and him when I got to rehab that eight months into it, after not getting to, to be able to have therapy or anything with them, the prayers that I had prayed to God about restoring our relationship, he called me and said, Mom, I forgive you. I love you. And I'm just so proud of you. And it was exactly what I'd prayed for from the Lord to hear from him. And it came. So lots of miracles that God did. Yes. And lots of things that you can't explain it except that God did it. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. And he's in college now. It's his first year in college and um, doing well, working mm-hmm. at Kroger, and everything's is going his way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. And I, I just, I know sometimes navigating the unexpected and things that come into our lives can just be hard to think about how do we get through them? How does, how can, you know, God redeem this time that we had um, and, and, you know, but God, he assures us in every situation that he has a plan. Right. 
And he is waiting for us to surrender that to him so he can start working that plan and start showing us that he is faithful and he is going to be there for us always. He is always working on our behalf. And so just like he did for Debbie and Stacy, he can do the same for you. So I hope if you are listening today that you know he loves you unconditionally. He is there for you. And he just wants you to turn to him and surrender your life and surrender your burdens to him. Uh, May God bless you and thank you again for listening. Thank you for joining us for The Well. Join us next time when we hear from other women whose lives have been transformed by Jesus. Do you have a story you'd like to share? We'd love to hear from you as well. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.